Welcome to Starkville Church of God. This is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you, strengthens you, and fills you with God's love so you can share with others. Enjoy the message. I give you this thought this morning, the human side of Christmas. Would you stretch your hands this way and pray for me as I do the same for you? Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for a good-looking group here at 9 a.m. this morning that have come in to worship and to praise you. And I pray that you would just open every heart, mind, and spirit, that they would receive what you have for them here today in the name of Jesus. Let the Word of God fall onto good ground and produce a hundredfold harvest in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I ask that you'd help me. Help me, O Lord, with the clarity of thought, the clarity of speech that I need. Let me say what you want me to say, nothing more, nothing less. Pray that you'd anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I pray, O Lord, that the Word of God would be like fire shut up in my bones here today. Lord, anything good that's done, be careful to give you praise, honor, and glory for it. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated here this morning. God sent his son, born of a woman, the incarnation. We know that this, of course, was miraculous. The fact that a virgin conceived a child through the Spirit of God. You continue to hear me say, you know, there's there's some things, man-made things, tradition things, preference things that really doesn't matter in the scope of eternity this is not one of those things this is one of those things that matters very very much to remember that jesus christ was born he was born of a woman named mary and was conceived by the holy spirit of god but the solution was also the problem You see, Scripture tells us without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. While we so many times celebrate the divine part, and we certainly should, we forget that there had to be a human part included as well. You see, we had to have, as Scripture tells us, and really no better picture painted than in the book of Esther, where we find that in order... To find redemption, we had to have a kinsman redeemer. You see, it was absolutely necessary that Jesus Christ become one of us. Can I remind you again, one of those important things that we can't forget and we can't give up on and we can't compromise on is the fact that Jesus Christ was 100% God, but yet he was 100% man as well. You see, unless blood was shed, sin couldn't be forgiven. Unless we had a kinsman redeemer, they could not pay the price that we could not pay on our own, which required a human. It required someone that could shed blood and somebody who had a kin to us. Can I remind you that Jesus did not come as a ghost or a phantom or just a spirit to this world. The Holy Spirit 
invaded the womb of a virgin named Mary. And in her womb was conceived Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He took on flesh and dwelt among us. You see, the Bible gives us the stories of so many miraculous things that happen. And the problem is that there is no way that Scripture could ever record every moment of every day, even just the life of Jesus. We read throughout the Scriptures, and what do we find mostly in it? We find miracles. We find remarkable things. We find things that are so amazing and so wonderful and so divine. Because there was no way that there could ever be a book written that could record every moment, every normal moment of the people that were written about in this book, even Jesus Christ himself. I believe that the Spirit leaves us to realize that there is a lot of normal life that happens between miraculous moments. As we sit here in this sanctuary today in this wonderful Christmas season, can I remind you that we serve a miracle-working God. We serve a miraculous God. We serve an all-powerful God. But as human beings, there are going to be a whole lot of normal human life moments that we have to live through. Though the conception was miraculous, the birth of Jesus was normal and human. Don't worry, I'm not going to get gross with you here today. But let me just say this. There was pain. There was blood. There was fluids, just like any other human that's been born. Jesus did not just teleport magically out of the womb of Mary into her arms. It was a real human birth. And this birth took place in a very unsanitary working barn. In fact, many say, many scholars and people say that this barn was really a cave that they used as a barn. It was not one of these nice wedding venues that we have now, even all around Starkville. We've got these nice barns that people are getting married in that's never had an animal in them before that the floors are clean and spotless and, and beautiful. No, this was a working barn. This was a barn where animals had ate, where animals had pooped, where animals had done all the things that animals do. You say, Pastor, why, why do you have to talk about that? Because I want us to realize that when we get so caught up in the, the wonderful, divine, supernatural things, we need to also realize that God worked through the normal as well. We sing the song. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to ban the song. We're not going to sing it. I, I, I'm still going to sing it. I'm going to sing it and love it and everything. But, you know, we sing that. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down as we had. You know, and then we get to that part. So, 
no crying he makes. But nowhere in this book does it say no crying that Jesus made. In fact, if we go by this book and we know that Jesus was a normal human, he was 100% God, but yet 100% man, and I know We've had two babies I know of, and I've been around a lot more, and babies cry, and babies poop, and babies pee. Somebody had to change Jesus' diaper. Say, what is this all about? Again, I'm trying to get us to understand, even in the supernatural, God is with us in the normal. Jesus spent his ministry trying to help us with our finite human minds understand as best we can spiritual things that we could never fully understand. Read through the ministry of Jesus. Read through the Gospels. Read how Jesus was trying constantly. He'd be like, y'all don't understand. Still don't understand what I am talking about. You see, I believe for every miraculous moment, many more human moments follow I want you to look with me, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Turn there with me, if you will, please. Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. We're going to walk through a few things here that I want you to see. Luke chapter 1 and verse 38. This is probably the the, the passage here that we read the most in the Christmas season to read the story. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 38 says this, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then this little, ver- this little sentence right here. Then the angel left her. So we find that an angel showed up. An angel shows up to this young woman named Mary. Gives her a promise, gives her a greeting, tells her a lot of good things. Hey, you're, high, you're blessed, you're highly favored of the Lord. You are about to be the mother of the Messiah, the Yeshua. You are about to, you're going to give birth to the one who's going to redeem humanity. All kinds of exciting things. Spirit's going to come upon you and overshadow you, and you're going to conceive. And then all of a sudden, The angel does what? Just as quick as he came, he left. Mary is then left to deal with a couple of several different things. Number one, she's left to deal with her fiancé, Joseph. Now, I know and you know because we've read this book that Joseph is one of the few that an angel does visit and tells him all about it. But in this moment in time, Mary doesn't know that. Mary has just had this angel leave, and I'm just coming from a human perspective here. This, show, this, this young lady has just had an angel show up and said, you are going to get pregnant, not by a man, but God. And I have to think that one of the first things that she says after kind of the excitement dies down for a moment, how am I going to tell my fiancé? Because he knows it ain't his. When that baby bump starts showing, when he figures it out, how am I going to tell him? Will he make a spectacle of me? Because we know in reading the Scripture that that was a possibility for Joseph to do. 
He decided not, but she doesn't know that at this moment. In her mind, it's like, is, is he going to make a spectacle of me? Is he going to embarrass me? Is he going to leave me, abandon me? Which we know that he had decided, he was like, you know what? Until the angel showed up, he's like, ah, you know what? I love her. She's, she's a little cuckoo with all this, you know, virgin conception. But I like her. She's a good girl. I'm just going to quietly put her away until the angel shows up. The angel leaves. She's left to deal with Joseph. She's left to deal with her parents. Now, think about what she's thinking here. What's going to happen? They're going to be disappointed. I mean, let's just be honest. How many of you have daughters here? How many, anybody here, you've got daughters here? You've got daughters. I, I don't know how. I, I, well, I kind of do know how I'd react. If one of my daughters came up to me and said, Dad, I'm pregnant, but God did it. <laughs> I mean, think about that for just a moment. I'm pregnant, but don't worry. God did it. Think about that for a moment. And think about it in her mind, the disappointment that she can imagine that her parents would have, or perhaps even the fact that she might even be disowned. Now, I know today that we're living in a different day, and, and the things don't quite work like that, but remember the day she lived in? It was very possible that her parents could have disowned her. The village. She was going to, listen, this was small town. This, she was not living in a metropolitan area where you could hide in amongst a lot of people. People knew your business. And she had to think, what's going to happen? Am I going to just be made an outcast? Am I going to be like we know, one example I know that hasn't happened yet, but later on in Jesus' ministry, the woman at the well she went in the heat of the day. Why? Because she was an outcast because of her sins and she had been put. Mary had to think, am I going to become that? Or maybe they might even kill me. They have the option in the law to even stone me. So Mary is left for this miraculous moment. This angel shows up. There's all this glory and splendor. And so, but suddenly in the end of verse 38, then the angel left her. I would want the angel to stay with me and go on a tour with me to explain to all these people what was really going on. I mean, I'd be like, ah, where are you going? We about to go on tour. We go into my fiance's house. We go into my parents' house. We gonna go out to the square. And when I tell them this, and they look at me like I'm crazy, you gonna bust out and give all the glory and the and the beams of light and everything. And they're gonna be like, oh, okay, we understand now. And an option for. And you know what? The bottom line is for most of us, that happens to us too. But remember. Just because the angel has departed, just because the lights, the, the, the glory, all of that has departed, doesn't mean the purpose, the plan, or God has departed. I'm going to say that one more time. Just because the angel has departed, just because the glory and the, and the goosebumps and all of that has departed, it doesn't mean the purpose, the plan, 
or that God has left either. You see, an angel is a created being that can only be in one place at one time. But thanks be to God, he is omnipresent. And God can be at all places at all times. Can I just speak to somebody on this Christmas season Sunday and remind you that even though it feels like the angel's gone and it feels like all the excitement's gone and it feels like all the joy may be gone, can I remind you that the purpose of God is still there, that the plan of God is still there, and God himself is still there with you even when all of that has gone away. Kind of like a marriage, you know, starts with this dating, giddy excitement. You know, I was just up at, just up at Lee this past week, and one of my friends kids has just started this relationship and you know him and this girl and they're talking and everybody's kidding with them and it's all goo goo and sweet and all that you know and that leads on to engagement and dear lord everything's got a party nowadays you got to have now an engagement party you know, they, they, there's the engagement party everybody celebrates. You know, you got to like jump out of an airplane or hang off of a bridge or go to some tropical island to do this engagement holes. And you got to have thir 13 photographers there with you live streamed on every social media platform. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Then you go to the showers. You have all these different showers and all these different gifts, you know. And you're getting all these outfits and looking good. Then there's the wedding day. And then uh, the wedding is all excitement, you know, all dressed up and family and friends come and it's exciting. Then you go on a honeymoon. And then after all uh, of the drudgery for the guy of all this other stuff, then finally comes the honeymoon for the guy. Man, y'all are quiet there. Some of y'all guys, maybe y'all liked all the wedding and stuff. I was looking for the honeymoon, but... Then, after all that dies down, life. Then you find yourself waking up next to somebody that's got stank morning breath. Come on. And all the glory and all, the, all those wonderful things that happen, you get down to life. And the alarm goes off, and you're tired, but you got to get up, and you got to go to work, because now you got to pay bills, because mama and daddy ain't paying them no more, and all the wedding money is run out, and now you got to get up, and you got to go to work, and you got to do all, you got to make your lunch, or get everything ready, or make sure your clothes are washed, what happened, all of that, it's like all of that excitement, and suddenly you get down to normal life. You know, we just, just celebrated a few, few months ago, brother, brother Ernie and Sister Donna on a Sunday had their 47th anniversary. And they, they had, I don't know, I know they had a wedding. I don't know how many showers they had and all that. But let me tell you this. I know they had, they had a wedding. And then after that wedding, they had a, like 46 years and 364 days after that wedding 
of a whole bunch of normal life. We got to live through normal life. Listen, we've got a whole lot of normal life. God is in the normal life. Look at Luke chapter 2 now. Just go over to verse 2 verse, and verse 16, chapter 2 and verse 16. So they hurried off. This is the shepherds. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20. Shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. What happened? Shepherds showed up, telling about, telling Mary and Joseph, we was out in the field, keeping watch over the flocks by night. They weren't talking in King James, but you know. They, but they said all this, hey, the angels showed up out of nowhere and were singing and praising. God told us to come here, and here's the baby. It was an exciting time. But what happened? They left. They left, and there was Mary and Joseph, little baby Jesus, and a bunch of animals with them in this barn. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 13. Look there. Matthew 2 and 13. We find the visit of the wise men or the magi, whatever you want to call them. And it says this. When they had gone, the wise men. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So the wise men, man, they showed up. They bring all these gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. It's exciting. The wise men go to the house. Mary and Joseph, the very same night, they finally get settled in, get baby Jesus no crying you made or finally got him to sleep. And what happens? Angel shows up and says, Joseph, you're going to have to go to Egypt because Herod, the king, is wanting to kill that baby. You're going to have to go to the place that your people left thousands of years ago, Egypt, and stay there until this king dies. So now we find, after all of this excitement, Joseph finds himself with his young family in a foreign land just simply waiting for a king to die. The wise men had left, the angels had left, and here he is in Egypt with his young bride and his young baby just waiting for Herod to die. Luke chapter 1 and verse 80. Look at this. Luke chapter 1 and verse 80. I know some of y'all are thinking, this is the weirdest Christmas sermon I've ever heard in all my life. This is talking about John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, the forerunner. Luke 1 and 80, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he lived in the desert until he appeared publicly to Israel. John the Baptist here. We know that the Bible specifically says, doesn't say every time the angel said, but specifically we find the Bible does say that Gabriel had appeared to his father, Zechariah, at the temple, telling them that he was going to have a son, even in his old age. He told him that this baby was going to be the forerunner of the Messiah. Zechariah was an old guy, and he didn't really believe that this would happen. 
And because of that, the angel Gabriel said, you're not going to be able to talk until this baby is born. So then this old man and old woman, Elizabeth, become pregnant, have a child, and, and Zechariah can't talk. He comes out of the temple. He had been, he had, it was his turn in the temple to, to burn the incense, and he comes out. He can't speak, and so for the whole time, the whole uh, gestation and the growing of the baby, he can't talk until John is born, and then miraculously his voice comes back, and he can say, this baby's name is going to be John. We find that John leaped in his mother's womb, Elizabeth's womb, whenever cousin Mary came. And Elizabeth said to Mary, as soon as I heard your voice, as soon as I heard your greeting, this baby inside my womb leaped inside my womb. And after all this excitement, verse 80, after all this excitement of Angel Gabriel showing up at the temple, voice being lost, her getting the, the child jumping in the womb, the baby's born, his voice comes back, he says, name is John, and then all of a sudden, cuts it off to say what? Child grew and became strong in spirit, lived in the desert, until he appeared publicly in Israel. That's a lot of normal, verse 80 covers a lot of normal human years, doesn't it? That's a lot of changing diapers that's a lot of having to discipline a kid that's a lot of having to feed a kid that's a lot of having to teach a kid that's a lot of whole lot of normal life summed up in one little verse right there and scripture doesn't record all the normal human moments of everybody you look at Moses and we see a lot of the circumstances around his birth that the Pharaoh was getting nervous. He started killing the baby boys. So they hid him in the bulrushes in the basket. And he's found by Pharaoh's daughter. He's raised in the palace. And the next thing we know, boom, he's grown. And then he kills an Egyptian. And what happens? The next thing we know, he has spent 40 years tending his father-in-law's sheep in the backside of the desert until we see him again at the burning bush. 40 years of getting up every morning. I know Moses didn't have an alarm clock, but getting up every morning, waking up, eating, working, normal, old life. David. David was not killing giants every day. We look at the life of David, we know what? He had to tend his father's sheep. He had to tend his father's sheep when his father didn't even really have much to do with him. When the prophet showed up looking for his sons, he didn't even call for him. He spent time out in the, in the pasture with the sheep. And then even after he's anointed king, he had to run from Saul for years. And Jesus, we see his birth. We see all of the miraculous things around the conception, around the birth. And then after that, we see his dedication. Then we jump ahead and we see him at around 12 years old. And then what happens? He disappears until his ministry begins at about 30 years old. So even Jesus Christ himself did a whole lot of normal human life stuff. He grew up. I believe he learned his earthly father, Joseph's trade, carpentry. 
Jesus got up every morning. He had to eat. Jesus went to work with his father Joseph. Jesus took care of his mother Mary. Because why? I believe he did because we find at the cross when Jesus kind of transferred to John and said, I got to go, but I can't leave my mama without anybody to take care of her. Which makes me know what? That Jesus had been taking care of her since Joseph had died. If Jesus hit his thumb with a hammer, it hurt. The Bible tells us Jesus was thirsty. Jesus was hungry. Jesus got tired. Joseph died at some. Leave it. Go to the story of Lazarus where Jesus is standing at the tomb of Lazarus where his two sisters, Mary and Martha, are crying and his friend is dead in the grave and Jesus wept. Jesus felt these things. Jesus had experienced these things. Jesus lived a whole lot of normal life just like we do. Don't forget, in the middle of all of this, and the spectacular and the wonderful, there's a whole lot of normal. Stand with me, if you will, please. I'm so thankful for the miraculous and the divine. I'm thankful for the occasional visitation, occasional visitation of angels. I'm thankful for those divine heavenly moments where God seems to come down and, and do things and Listen, we especially as Pentecostals, though, I believe that we can become addicted to the spectacular, to the supernatural. And we become, if we're not careful, we can become disappointed and disillusioned with all the normal human life we have to live. So here's what I'm trying to get through this morning in perhaps the weirdest Christmas sermon you've ever heard. Christmas came to pass. It came to pass with certainly some spectacular divine moments. But there was also included in the plan of God some normal old moments. Mary had to feed him. Mary had to burp him. Mary had to bathe him. Mary had to God has a plan, supernatural, divine, perfect, wonderful plan. But in that plan that he has for each and every one of us, it's going to come with a lot of normal moments. It is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come with a whole lot of normal days of just getting up, going to work, raising kids, some raising grandkids, doing whatever you got to do. It's going to come with a whole lot of normal things. You know, that's one of the things that, and I, and I try not to embarrass my kids or preach about them, but she probably ain't ever going to listen to this podcast. And that's one of the things that, you know, dealing with Jaden right now, it's kind of one of the she goes through some of them exciting times, you know, of, oh, I've just graduated high school. I'm going to Lee, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm made voices of Lee. I'm doing all this stuff. Then in between all that, sounds a whole lot of just getting up, rehearsing, going to class, you know. It's a lot of normal. The plan of God, even in Christmas, 
Certainly there was miraculous. Certainly there was the virgin birth. Certainly there was the visitation of angels and wise men and, and Gabriel and other angels. But there was a whole lot of normal as well. Don't become disillusioned and disappointed when you have to live more normal days than you do the spectacular days. Because I'm going to tell you, as I've already said in the beginning of this, Jesus lived a whole bunch of normal days here. Every person in that Bible, it, the Bible just didn't record it. The Bible didn't record of the 40 years of Moses in the backside of the desert. Day one, year one. He got up, he tended the sheep. He ate lunch, he ate supper, he went to bed. Day two of year one. I mean, I could go on there forever. Well, for 40 years worth. There's a lot of normal that goes on. God will work in your normal. God is working in your normal. And even though the angels had left, God was still there. Even though the spectacular may have left, even though the goosebumps may have left, the angelic choir may have left, God was always there. And he's always there with you. Every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around. Father, I just thank you and I praise you for this opportunity to be able to preach to your people here today. And I know how it is. It's, it's tough sometimes. Sometimes we can feel like life is so monotonous and we can get in such a rut and so much normal. Sometimes even in, the, in that, it feels like you've forgotten about us or like maybe our lives have lost plan or purpose but I pray that you would just help us that this little sermon this morning has helped somebody to remember that there was a whole lot of human and a whole lot of natural in this divine Christmas story you've chosen to use us that way so Lord as we live our lives I pray that you would just help us to become encouraged when we go through those ruts when we go through those routines that we wouldn't be discouraged and we wouldn't give up, but we'd realize that your plan and your purpose is still just as relevant as it's ever been before. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To find out more about us, follow us on social media at StarkvilleCOG. Special thanks to those who generously support this ministry. If you would like to give, visit us at startvillecog.com forward slash give. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.